Blog Talk Radio.
Hallelujah, Father, in Jesus' name, we acknowledge that we need you to breathe, that we cannot do anything apart from you. Father, we thank you for this night, Lord. We are so excited about how you're going to share and how you're going to speak to us tonight, Father God. God, we, Lord God, we surrender everything to you, Father. We pray that you would have your way on tonight, Lord God. Speak as you so desire, Father. We glorify you tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we do pray, and we give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Hallelujah. We are so excited about being here tonight on the Life on Purpose with Deborah Tule broadcast. Thank you for meeting us here tonight. I want to welcome you. If this is your first time tonight, you're welcome. We thank you for tuning in. I am your host. My name is Deborah Tule, and I'm also your Life on Purpose Navigator. I'm an author, a cancer survivor, a minister, and a motivational speaker that is on fire for the Lord. I love the Lord, and I thank him for all he's done in my life. I tell you, my story, I don't have time to go into full detail tonight. But if it had not been for the Lord on my side, when the enemy came against me, hallelujah, I would have succumbed to what I was facing. But because of the grace of God, because of his might, because of his power, because of his healing virtue, I am here tonight, and we are taking this journey together in this thing called life. And I'm excited to do this every week at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I invite you to come back every week right here. 8 o'clock for Life on Purpose with Deborah Tulay, because that is what we're here for. We're here on assignment. We have a purpose. We have a destiny, and it's all about defining our purpose and our destiny and the assignment that God has for us and then intentionally pursuing it, because I say this. This is me. Life isn't living until it's being lived on purpose. And that's what we definitely want to do. We want God to take our lives 
and allow us to walk it out. You know, the word of God says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And God desires to order our steps. Even before we were formed in the wombs of our mothers, God knew us. And he had a purpose and a plan for our lives. Our foundation of scripture is found in Romans 8 and 28. And it reads in the New King James Version, and we know that together for good to those who love God, to those who are the call according to his purposes. Everything is working together for your good. God is an intentional God. So if he brings you to it, he is going to take you through it. Oh, my God, that's my word right now tonight. If God brings you to a situation, to a circumstance, to, you know, to that, he is going to take you through it, and we can depend on him because we serve a God that loves us. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and I think about all all that he's done for me, when I think about all the things he's protected me from, even the times when I may not have been operating in wisdom and I was operating in my flesh and making mistakes and, and doing things that I should not have done, but yet the mercy of God prevailed on my behalf, and I'm so so glad about that tonight. On last week's radio broadcast, we had our guest was uh, Minister Mamie Durham, and she shared from the topic, the recovery room. We talked about recovering and how we can recover no matter what you face in life. God is able to bring you through it. God is able to help you to recover. The Word of God also says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So we thank God for that tonight. I want you to take a moment right now. This is our time for our um, blast, for our our blast. So it, let people know that we're here right now, that we are live on the Life on Purpose with Deborah Tulay radio show. So go on and just um, on your social media, your Twitter. You can tweet it out. You can put it on your social media, Facebook, or you can inbox or or um, or um, send someone an email and let them know to join us live on the broadcast tonight live on the broadcast, because we got something good, good, good. You're going to be like, mm, 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 good tonight. We have something good for you tonight. Um, we have a special guest that's going to be sharing from the topic, the purpose of angels. Now, the Bible tells us, you know, that we should be careful when we are entertaining strangers. That's in Hebrews chapter 13, um, verse 2, and it says, be not forgetful. Don't forget when you're entertaining strangers, because some have entertained angels unaware. Sometimes you meet people and you don't know who they are, but sometimes God will allow you to entertain an angel, and you don't have any knowledge of just who is in your presence. So I just want to encourage you to remember that scripture tonight. And without further ado, I want to um, come on and bring our guest in. Um, Her name is Minister Tiffany Blackwell. Um, she is a partner, a member at Redemption in Greenville, had a, um, the, um, the opportunity to meet her several years ago. And ever since I met this, this awesome woman of God, she has been on fire from the, for the Lord from the first time I came into her presence and we became acquainted. And I watch her. She is truly a woman moving the kingdom, taking the kingdom by force. And I celebrate her tonight, and I want to thank her for being here tonight. So let's give a big, warm, life on purpose welcome to my guest, none other than Minister Tiffany Blackwell. Welcome, Minister Tiffany, to the Life on Purpose with Deborah Chule broadcast. Ooh, thank you. Wow. 
now. <laughs> that is so awesome. Um, thank you so much for having me on here this evening. Um, I guess during this time, I do you want me to tell you a little bit about myself? I sure would. Now, you let us just, just introduce yourself, tell us about you and okay. who you are and all that good stuff. Okay. Well, uh I do. Uh, I enjoy doing live videos. I have a business that I started with less than twenty-five dollars. Um, it's a residential and commercial cleaning business. I, um, the Lord prospered me in that, and I enjoy. And I have started businesses for other people before. Um, that was quite a few years ago. That's not something I have currently done. But um, you know, like I said, I love the Lord. Um, I have a prayer house that meets, and we get together. Um, some people call it church, but whatever you want to call it, it's believers just coming together, and we're chasing the Lord down. I know we have already had him, but we're not wanting a visitation. We're wanting that habitation with him. That's yes. about who I am. Ooh, good, yes. <laughs> Somebody loves Jesus. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness, amen. And Minister Tiffany, um, you know, as you were talking about your prayer house, just tell us a little bit more about that. I mean, I don't, that's probably a new word to most of us that are, that are tuned in tonight. Um, tell us a little bit about how that got started and what that's about. Okay. Well, it started about four years ago, and it really started more like a life group. Uh, and it just began to transition. We had a time during the summer, and I got uh, because, you know, Life Group, it was run by something else. It wasn't just my own thing. So I got permission to teach classes when it wasn't in session, prophetic classes. So I did that. Um, and then the ladies, you know, they just did, they wanted more. They just needed more. They wanted more. And so in year two, uh, I taught prophetic classes. I would do that once a week. People would come, and we did praise and worship, prophetic classes. It's year three, the same thing, but a little more intense. And then year four, um, that's basically coming up. Uh, it's just such an awesome thing. And now people come, and I have 800 square feet, although, we, you know, it's not being completely fixed on the inside. That's one of the things that, you know, is a vision that the Lord gave me to come together with other believers, uh, whether you want to call it church or whatnot, it's something that meets Saturday evenings, and we all come together, praise and worship. You know, we have some live musicians, uh, but they're people who are desperate for more of God. That's really what it is. We're just desperate for more of God, and there's the prayer time. You know, we're reaching regions. We're taking down things, but mostly it's through praise and worship, and it's just led by God. Amen, amen, and that is, that's the beauty of it, that's the beauty of it, when you're doing it and you know why you're doing it, you're not doing it for yourself, you're not doing it seeking anything other than him and to be in his will and do what he wants you to do, and I was, as I was sharing with um, Tiffany on yesterday, I'm definitely going to have to make it, make it my, make it a point um, to get there, now do you, are you in Greenville or what does the prayer house mean? Is it open to everybody, or is it by special invitation? It's open to everyone. It's really, it's open to everyone. We're in Greenville County. We're in the southern part, really almost at the very bottom of Greenville County, uh, partway between, say, uh, Belton, uh, Simpsonville, and Greenville, sort of right in that area. Okay, okay. 
Well, yes, I'm definitely going to have to make sure to get over there to the prayer house. I would love to come and to uh, participate and just worship with you all um, in prayer. Um, Tiffany, and I know you know the name of the show is Life on Purpose, and this is something that I ask every guest, and every guest, you know, shares from a different perspective, whatever the Lord lays on their heart. But when you hear the terms or, or the word life on purpose, what does that mean to you or what does that speak to you? It means to me, oh, wow. There was a time I went through some very horrendous things that occurred in my life uh, with long-lasting consequences that just seemed to never stop or never end. And people would go, I don't even know how you get up in the mornings. I don't know how you keep going. But that's what I've done. I have continued on and kept going. You know, I uh, had a child die back in 2010. I went through a divorce. He has since passed. I didn't know um, that, Tiffany. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. So it all happened one time. You know, the enemy, you know, we had separated due to spouse abuse. And then, the our, you know, we had one of our many children. You know, I birthed seven. We, you know, the last one, he passed away. And it was one hit after another hit after another hit from the enemy. Yet living life on purpose to me was because I love God, I'm going to get up, and I'm going to put a smile on my face. Some people would be like, well, wouldn't that be fake? No, I'm not faking it, because I love God to put a smile on my face, because there are people out there who've been through worse. Now, these things, it's been many years removed. I can talk about it without falling on the floor crying like a baby. And now I help pull other people out of these pits. So if I'm in Walmart, if I'm in you know, any grocery store, just living my life on purpose in any kind of thing I'm at, whether it is my job or something else or even in the prayer house, a church, whatever, I am going to smile and reach other people and love on them because that's, that's living life on purpose to me, choosing to love, Amen. choosing. Amen. Amen. And you know something, Tiffany, Minister Tiffany? Yes. When you can get up and move forward, forward in spite of death, divorce, and multiple hits, and yet, listening all this, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this good, because this is what a, a, what we'll do a lot of times. We'll look at our own circumstance, our own situation, and we will pull that close to us, and we will start wearing that thing like a coat. And we will not allow ourselves to smile. We will not allow ourselves to get up and to move forward. But I want you tonight, because of what this beautiful woman of God has just said, I mean, this woman of God said she lost a child. She went through a terrible divorce. She had multiple hits in her life. But yet she got up and she kept moving. She kept smiling. She kept honoring God with her life. She kept believing God in spite of. And that's what each of us have to do. When we look at the assignment, the purpose, you know, we were created by God for God. God sent us into the earth realm with a purpose and with a destiny. There is assignment on your life. So we can't allow the things that we face or the the obstacles that come into our lives to prevent us from getting up and moving forward. Because in most cases, it has not been to death. In most cases, nobody has lost any blood. In most cases, it has not been to the point that we've lost our minds. So you can get up and you can keep moving. So I definitely want to encourage you. 
you know, Tiffany, that's, I had no idea. I had no idea that you had gone through. I knew about the divorce, but I didn't know that you lost a child. But in the midst of that, being able to still get up, still trust God, and that's even yeah. to someone right now out there today, Tiffany, I want you to speak directly to someone that has recently lost a loved one, be it a, be it a child or a parent or sibling or in-law, whatever, someone very close. You just speak a few minutes about death and how to overcome okay. that grief and that mourning. How to overcome that. This is what I did. I didn't want to live, I can tell you that. I was in a five-day grace bubble, but after the funeral, I wasn't even supposed to be out of the hospital for two weeks because it was, it was really, really bad. I lost four units of blood. I should have died. I didn't have but four and a half units. I was a whole hour without vital signs. But if you have lost someone to death, if you have been through some really horrendous situations, I'm telling you now, time, I will not say heals all wounds, but God can go in there if you expose that pain and let him walk you through it. You have to walk through the pain. You can't ignore it, and you can't run from it. That's what helped me get it out as quickly as possible. I went to the mirror. A woman said, go to the mirror and say, I want to live. I love my life, and I am beautiful. And I said, I don't believe that, and I don't feel that. And she says, I don't care if you believe it or feel it. You need to say it because in three days you'll feel better. And I thought, whatever. Yeah. It worked. But I got up the third day, and I felt a little different. And I said, well, whatever. And the you know, after that, though, there was a huge change. On At the end of that third day or whatever, the dark cloud began to leave me because it was a spirit. It was an assignment to take me out. That woman had told mm-hmm, me, she said, mm-hmm. I can want you to live, but unless you want to live more than I want you to live, the enemy will take you out. When she said that, I realized it was like I knew the enemy was after me, but it was almost like I was still in my own little bubble. And then I realized, wait a minute, I have other people who depend on me. I have other things that I need to be doing. Oh, my goodness, God, you know, he's not going to make me fulfill my purpose, but he's given me a purpose. So if you have had death, knock on your door. Boot that thing off your porch by living on purpose, choosing to put a smile on your face and say, "Uh uh-uh, devil, that's the end of that for you. I am taking my life back. And that is really what you can do. That's how to handle that. That's how I did it. I know it's different for each person. I had to walk through the pain, and it was the worst thing that I've ever been through. But once you get to the other side, once you get to the other side, it was like walking through that machine that looks like the thing that beats up dough. Um, You throw in all the ingredients, and then these pieces of metal come and just Mm -hmm. take and chop that dough all to pieces and then put it back together on the other side. I looked at the Lord, and I said, no, 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 I was whole before all this happened. And he said, no, you thought you were strong. This is going to make you stronger. It's going Uh. through the fire. He allowed the enemy to put me through the fire because God wanted me to trust him in ways I had never trusted him before, to lean on him in ways I had never leaned on him before. Amen. And the only way that we can get through it, the only way, we can get through it is by knowing that God is with us and that he yeah. wants us to come through it. I was talking to a yeah. beautiful, um, you know, um, young lady um, recently, and we were just sharing about death. My sister actually passed away um, last year um, at the end of September. And, you know, we can, you think about your sibling, especially those that grew up close to you in age, and you foresee yourself going 
old together and enjoying life together. And um, I was just, you know, thinking about her and thinking about her life. And grief did try to come and overtake me. You know, as er- I mean, as early as this morning today, you know, I was saying, why do I feel so overwhelmed with this grief? Because I've really done, you know, trusting God. You know, God, it is well. Believe in God. And all of a sudden I felt this heaviness, this grief. And I had to fight through it because it wanted to come. It wanted to stay. And just like Minister Tiffany just said, you know, sometimes we have to pull it close to us so that we can expose our pain to God. And we have to know yeah. that certain things does not belong to us. It's, and I have, you have to tell yourself, and this is something I say too, Minister Tiffany, and, and I don't know if people catch this or not. David encouraged himself. The same way David encouraged himself, you and I, sometimes we have to encourage ourselves. Sometimes I get in the mirror, I may be crying, I may have a whole lot of things going on, but me and myself, we having a conversation about what the Word of God has already said. And I begin to talk to myself and encourage myself. And, and that's what we have to do. You have to know what's your portion. Certain things does not belong to you. And you have the, the right to say to that thing that showed up at your door, that showed up on your heart, that showed up in your mind, to say, this does not belong to me, this is not my portion, and I refuse to allow it to have control over my mind or have control over my life. And I am truly a believer that the Holy Spirit is able, he is an empowering paraclete that's walking along beside us, and no matter what's going on, he is there to assist and help us. He is there to assist. So I want I thank you for just encouraging us because some people are during this season, I know at least five families right here near the end of the year that has lost a loved one. And just to hear that, you know, don't allow that grief, don't allow mourning to overtake you. You take your life back. You get up and you keep moving in Jesus' name. My God, my yeah. God. Well, Minister Tiffany, I know you have some good stuff for us about angels, and we're going to get into that right after our Life on, on Purpose song for this week. We're going to have our song, and then we're going to come back. Minister Tiffany is going to be sharing on the topic, the purpose of angels. You may want to reach out to someone and let them know that they need to go on and connect with us. Connect with us on the line right now by dialing in at 917-889-2821, or they can visit my social media page. It is not um, private. It's public. My name is Deborah T-U-L-A-Y. Click on the link and join the show because I know it's going to be a profound word released tonight. We're going to listen right now to our Life on Purpose song for this week. And when we come back, we're going to hear more from Minister Tiffany Blackwell sharing from the topic, The Purpose of Angels, right here on the God Squad 66 Network. Listen up right now to our song for this week by William McDowell, It Is So. Come on, Africa, Caribbean nations, this is for you. Come on, put those hands together. Come on, let's stand together.
that is some good shouting music right there, I tell you. But you say yes to God, and you say, Lord, whatever you say, it is so. I agree with you on your word. I stand on your word. I know that your word will not return unto you, Lord, but that it will accomplish everything that you sent it forth to do. You are listening live tonight to the Life on Purpose of Deborah Tule broadcast. I'm your host, Deborah Tule, and my guest tonight is Minister Tiffany Blackwell. We're so excited to have her here with us tonight. Uh, we are, um, our powerful discussion for this week is the purpose of angels. And I know Minister Tiffany has had a lot of um, experience with angels as well as a lot of study, and she shared a lot about this topic. So I just want her to share from her heart about this topic tonight. Well, before the end of the night, we're going to allow you an opportunity to share. If you have a comment or a question, you can press the number one on your keypad, and we'll do that tonight probably about 8.55 or so. So as we get closer to that time, I'll remind you, and if you have a question or comment, we'll invite you in live to the broadcast. But right now, without further ado, I, um, I welcome my guest back, Minister Tiffany Blackwell, um, back here on Life on Purpose with Deborah Tule on the God Squad 66 Network. Minister Tiffany, Minister Tiffany, tell us a little bit about, from your experience, the purpose of angels. We're going to talk about this topic tonight. Okay, well, the purpose of angels. I know everyone loves scripture, um, and I'm going to relate this to different life events in my own life. Um, obviously, some of the purposes for angels that we know about is that they are they minister to God, warn people when negative things happen or are about to happen. Um, they also give us messages or just let us have a heads up on things. Um, and I'm going to go into that. And then they do things like, um, you know, we have there's a war in the heavenlies going on right now. They take scripture when we uh, pray God's word. They run with it, okay? They are always wanting to do the scripture, and that's what I tell people. They're always wanting to perform God's word. When we put it into action, they have been assigned to us, and so I tell people, open your mouth in your life situations. Don't let your angels be sitting there twiddling their thumbs. They need something to do, and we can um, enact or give them a purpose, give them a game plan, uh, to run with that scripture and to do it, to do the will of God, because that's what they are here for. Um, you know, the in my own life, I can say one of the youngest experiences that I had when I saw angels, it's not the youngest experience, but I'll just start when I was three years old. Um, I had already been seeing angels. Uh, to me, it was normal because, I'm, you know, my eyes are open to that kind of, some people would say uh, they might call me a seer. That just means my vision, I can see. Uh, in the spirit realm, almost sometimes it seems just as clear as in the natural. So whether you're dreaming about angels and they tell you things or you are having visions or seeing them in the natural, you know, angels are real. They are spirit beings, and so are we. Uh, God is a spirit. We're a spirit inside of a body. You know, our body one day will die, yet our spirit will live on. You know, if and if you're saved and Jesus is the boss of your life, you know, he's your savior, you're going to spend eternity with God in heaven. And if you don't, well, then there's a place called hell reserved for the, um, the angels that fail, which are demons. You know, God didn't want people to go there. Um, so 
like I said, I was three years old, and I could just see. To me, it was very normal. And the people I was around, though, they it, – it's almost like the things of God offended them. Let's put it that way. So anytime I mentioned angels, the supernatural, it really didn't go well. But I can remember them coming to me and writing certain words across the door frames in my bed. I would lay in the bed, and I'd look at the door at the foot of my bed. Um, there were closet doors in the room plus the main door, but this was a closet door, and they would run around um, up and down, and I just knew they were angels. Uh, and it was like glittery, sparkly. They'd be standing beside the door, and it would be uh, – they would. They told me that I was a prophet. Um, and I can remember telling people that when I was a small child. Um, and I was in a Baptist, Southern Baptist church, you know, and that's not something they receive or believe, so that didn't go well either. Mm-hmm. Um, when I would mention supernatural things, they, they didn't mind miracles. They loved miracles. But you start mentioning you're seeing angels or demons, and people are like, what? <laughs> and I just learned as a child, maybe I shouldn't talk about this. Maybe I don't need to talk about this. But then right after that, there was a couple of things that happened to me. Um, well, number one, I drowned in a pool when I was four years old. I actually drowned. We had been brought inside by an older cousin of mine. She was probably 13 at the time. She was in charge of watching all of us children, and there were quite a lot of them, some her own age, but they were her age and younger. Could you imagine that nowadays? No adults around and a 13-year-old watching everybody at the pool. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness. We go into the house. And she says, uh, no one can go to the pool now. She said, I got to, you know, clean house and wash some dishes. That was normal for back then, you know, when the adults weren't there. They were going to come back. I think they were visiting someone at the hospital. Um, And so I looked at the pool, and I said, no, I'm going to go back out there. And I knew that was my belly, okay? I knew it was the witness of God telling me, do not go out there. I didn't listen. I'm four years old. I go to the pool, and I get down there, and I had a game plan. I'm going to hold on to the rope in the middle of the pool and drop my feet down off into the deep end and then pull myself back up. It never dawned on me. My arms weren't strong enough to pull my body back up. That was not a good plan. And I remember when the water went into my lungs and God began to talk to me, and he began to talk to me about what happens if you die without um, being connected to him. You know, because I didn't quite understand. I had heard about Jesus. I loved Jesus. He was actually an imaginary friend that I would play with. He would come and tell me during certain types of horrific things that it was going to be okay. Um, Yet, I still didn't understand salvation, if that made sense. So my cousin got to missing me. She was looking out the window as she was washing dishes, and I saw angels above the rope. They had come right before I took that gulp of water in my lungs. I was like, I wonder if they can help me and pull me out. But then the water went in my lungs. I was in so much pain, and then everything went dark and black. She said, once she got me out, later said that she saw sparkling lights above the rope in the pool, just lights sparkling. They were spinning in the air, sparkling lights. They looked almost like stars but golden, and they were spinning above the rope. And she was like, is that the sun? That can't be the sun. What is that? And then she got to thinking. She said a thought went through her head, and I believe they put that thought there, and it said, um, where's, where's Tiffany? And she took off running for the pool and that's where she found me. And she said, she cried out to God and didn't know what to do. And she uh, was told to turn me upside down. And when she did, my head hit the pavement. And obviously I came to, I began to vomit up the water as well as it came out of my lungs. So angels can rescue 
us. They can save us and they can warn us. That uh, life event, that's a real life event that happened to me. They did that. They warned her. They rescued me. Um, and the whole time God was speaking. He speaks through angels. Um, and so a lot of times some other events that have happened, like my daughter woke me up one day. Uh, she was four at the time. She's uh, 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 12 and a half now. She, uh, she woke me up, probably, I guess, what did I say, four, thereabouts. And she said, Mommy, Mommy. I, she said, there's a man. He's in um, the house, and he wants you to get up. And I said, whoa, what? <laughs> you know, I'm like, excuse My me. Goodness. <laughs> and I said, and I hadn't turned over, and I haven't rolled over yet. And I said, where is the man now? And she said, he's in bed behind you. And I thought, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought, this is not right. This is not right. This was during the time of that divorce, and I thought, this is so not good. Because she would have said, Daddy, if it was Daddy. And I turned around thinking I'm going to have to fight somebody for my life and save my children from who knows what. And there was a man with a smile on his face dressed in a plaid shirt uh, and a a uh, pair of dark blue, blue jeans that are considered out of style, you know, just dark blue, something you'd see some country bumpkin wearing. And they were rolled up, I think, at the bottom, and he had on black boots. And he was laid up on the bed, and instantly when I saw him in that smile, I knew he was an angel. State of shock, Thank and I was like, God. oh, I can't let my eyes blink. I can't let my eyes blink. I don't want him to disappear. I don't know why I thought that, but he did begin to vanish. Well, once he was gone, mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. There has to be a reason he was here. You don't just pop up like that. I said, oh, my gosh, did he tell you something? You know, what did he say? What do you want? And he said, the man says to get up out of bed so they can bring you a message. He didn't give me the message, but he gave her. He woke her up. She said he woke Uh her up and told her to wake me up and get us all dressed. Somebody was coming to our house. And sure enough, we got, you know, I got everybody up and dressed. And lo and behold, the door to bell, it rang. But we were ready when they got there. It was someone wow. coming. It was a surprise Amazing. visit to the house. And so angels can deliver messages, and that was its whole purpose. Now, I saw that angel face-to-face like a real person. I probably could have touched, reached out my hand and probably touched the man. You know, it was obviously not a man. It was an angel, and I just somehow, I just knew. And yet, I was terrified. That makes mm-hmm. no sense, even though he just seemed, no, it was still, there was um, awe and really a type of fear of the unknown was there. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. when I see angels, a lot of times I don't see that or feel that. Some of them have, that I've seen, you know, they've, they've got wings, uh, feathers. Um, some of them look almost like jewels, like their wings have jewels or stones. Well, the one that was on my bed that looked like a man, he had no wings that I could see. Now, mm-hmm. do they get to pick what they look like? Uh, does God bless them manifest in a form we can kind of uh, see? Are we seeing them as they really are? You know, I don't know the answer to those questions, but I know that they have a purpose and they're here to help us and that we shouldn't be afraid of them, but we also don't need to worship them. God created them mm-hmm. and he created them before he created us. He, um, mm-hmm. Actually, before mm-hmm. he created us, That's in uh, the book of Job, chapter 38. As God laid the foundations of the earth, the angels rejoiced. They were rejoicing. Um, And so I have 
there have been a lot of times, um, this is going to seem so weird. There was a time in, I was uh, working my business in downtown Greenville, and I had had a man on a particular floor in a building. He gave me a very creepy feeling, that's all I'm going to say. And it was near a stairwell, and I thought, something's not right with that man. But I got my things, and I got down the elevator. And as I got in the elevator, I really was just in a hurry to get in the elevator. And I look behind me, and these two men are in suits. Okay, they're in dress clothes. And they are changing the light bulb on not a ladder like you would, you know, this was where people live. It wasn't a business. And so I look at them, and I can, for whatever reason, I knew that they were angels. And I just looked at them and I mm-hmm. said, I wondered who changed the light bulbs in elevators. And I thought, I can't believe I just said that. That's so corny. And they both just smiled very nice and sweetly. I get out of the elevator. I go to get to my car and I turn my whole caddy over and I spill out everything. And they had been left at the elevator. I had looked behind me to make sure that strange man that gave me a bad feeling was not following me and no one was behind me. But as soon as my caddy spilled, the man was, of them were right there. And the, one of the men said, you know, can we help you pick all that up? And I'm like, you know, where did they come from? <laughs> it's just amazing. Mm, the things my that goodness. God had them there to help me get my stuff and get it in my car. Um, and he helped me to get out Praise of there. Um, there was God. another Praise time. God. When you just want to know, angels, that God ha- that God himself is there for you. Um, there was a time when I started seeing feathers. I, it was a time when I felt very, um, I, I was like, God, I know you hadn't abandoned me. God, I need a word from you. I just need to know that you're here. And I began to see feathers all around. And I thought, what have these people done? They've had a pickle fight in their den. These weren't here when I walked in. And I thought, well, I just didn't notice. Oh, praise God. Well, I got the vacuum, and I began to vacuum up most everything. And, there, you know, these things, I thought, well, this is so strange. And I got to one spot on the carpet, and there was this really large feather. And I said, my goodness, that thing is almost sparkly, and it's just beautiful, and it's huge, and it's so soft-looking. Oh, wow. But I vacuumed it up. I'm vacuuming, you know. And at that same spot, mm-hmm. I must have spent more than 10 minutes and was watching in awe as billows and billows of feathers were coming out of a wool flat rug. It was not a what? high pile wow. rug. There could not have been any way feathers could have been tucked down in the rug. It was flat. And for 10 <laughs> plus minutes, it's because God wanted to reassure me, you are not doing this alone. When we're on our jobs, we are not my alone. God, when we feel God, like um, God, we might God. be unsafe at times or utterly alone or, God, are you really there? Are you really listening to me today? I know I just came out of worship with you two hours ago and I felt your presence strong, but I'm, I'm at this strange location right now. Are you here where I'm at now? And that, that's just like God loves doing signs and wonders. Well, I began to find feathers yes. after that for the Hallelujah. Tiffany, are you there? Wow. Tiffany, I don't know if you're still speaking, but we can't hear you um on this end. I don't know what happened. But I will say, um, as you were sharing I can remember a couple of times of um, just some experiences that I had 
One was when I was probably about 12 years old and um, went swimming, never never known how to swim, but was brave enough to get in into um, the river with some other friends. And I can remember standing up in the water, and all of a sudden it was like I had fallen in the water. And I could feel myself drowning. I mean, water all around me, didn't know how to get out. And Tiffany, whenever you come back, just say something so I'll know you're there. But um, didn't know how I was going to um, to get out of that. I thought I was going to die in that moment. But in that during that time, as I was there, and I could not could not get up. All of a sudden, it was like someone took me and lifted me up out of the water. They literally lifted me, and I know that that was an angel. I know that God has an angel that's protecting me and that's centered around me. And during that time, it was it was an angel that literally lifted me up and brought me back up into life. And so. Angels are very real, and they're very present. Tiffany, are you back? Yes. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. I was just sharing my testimony about when I had a near-drowning experience when I was about 12 and how um, I literally felt um, the hand. You know, at that time, I didn't know what, but it was like something miraculously. And I say today, and I just tell people that God saved my life. It was a miracle because I was almost drowned. I almost drowned. And something, and and everybody that was there, they were looking around. Because at the river, you know how the the water is dirty and and murky. You can't see. And all they knew was they didn't know where I was. They were looking around. They didn't know where I was. And all of a sudden, they said, I just came up out of the water. And I know that God did that for me. Yeah, that's like the angels that led Peter out of jail in Acts 12. That's just amazing. I mean, they warn people in dreams. Um, I had, uh, this is something that happened. I had a stroke before I ever had any children. This was many, many years ago. And it was like I had died and angels were taking me to heaven. We went from the earth out past the Milky Way. I'm serious. I saw planets as we passed them super wow. quick. And Milky Way and I, I, well, I began to pull back, even though I couldn't do anything because I, I was aware I didn't have a body. <laughs> and I knew there was an angel on either wow. side of me, and there were other angels around us. I was being escorted to the Father, and I was like, no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think if I see God, I can't come. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I, had, I began to cry out, Lord, I'm anything to bring glory to your name. I don't want to go to heaven right now, even though I know I'd get there. I haven't done anything to glorify you. Immediately, yes. as we begin to come down a staircase to heaven, to like to uh, to land, I don't know, it was almost like a landing pad. Bam, I was back in my body, and, and it was like the Lord, he was speaking to me, and he had said, um, then that's okay. You can go back and do more things. If that's what, basically, Wait, it was my God. choice. I know, well, when I went back mm-hmm. into my body, that's when I explained it to the doctors, they think I'd had a stroke because when I came back into my body, it was severe, intense pain. I felt like I was on fire all over, and it took about five mm-hmm. minutes before I could actually move or more. And the doctors, mm-hmm. they um, basically thought I had had some form of a stroke. I really think I had died, and God wow. took me back. <laughs> oh, my God, my God. God is so 
good, and he is so faithful. And you're listening tonight to the Life on Purpose with Deborah Tule broadcast with my special guest, Minister Tiffany Blackwell, talking um, from the topic, The Purpose of Angels. If you have a question or comment that you'd like to share, I want you to go in and press the number one on your keypad. We'd love to invite you in live to the Life on Purpose um, show tonight and have you share your comment or ask your question. Um, I'm sure Minister Tiffany would love to hear from you. Um, so what we're yeah. going to do right now, we're going to take a break, and we're going to uh, have our final selection for tonight. When we come back, we'll hear more from Minister Tiffany, allow her to share how you can connect with her and follow her. Um, so if you have a question or comment, press the number one on your keypad. We'd love to hear from you. And our final song for us tonight is Your Faithfulness is Great by World Worship. Listen up. All the grateful people, can you make some noise in here? Grateful for his faithfulness. Come on, worship him. Open up your mouth and bless him in this place. Yeah. Oh. Now we give you the glory. We give you the honor. Oh, you're the God of mercy. You're the God of grace. You're the God of faithfulness. You're the God. You're the God. Help me say. You're the God of mercy. Whoa, you're the God. You're the God of
great is your faithfulness towards us, oh God, and we are so appreciative of your mercy. You are listening live tonight to the Life on Purpose broadcast. We are here to at the end of our show. Just um, wanted to give you an opportunity. You still have a couple of moments. If you'd like to share a comment or ask a question, you can press the number one on your keypad. But in the meantime, Minister Tiffany, if you'll give us your final remarks or comments uh, regarding the purpose of angels and tell the listening audience how they can follow you, plug in with what you're doing, um, and what's going on that we can definitely continue to be blessed by your message and by your ministry. Okay. Uh, well, I do want to mention a little bit about the spiritual mapping. Um, angels can give us information or a word of knowledge from the Lord. Um, when I have laid out maps before for prayer, praying over certain territories, um, God has had me do it before and instantly gave me the information from Holy Spirit. But then there's been times where he made me lay the maps on the floor, and then he said, wait. I had no idea what I was waiting for. Eventually, I, he said, walk into that room. I put him in a spare room. I walked into the room, and something touched me on the arm, and I looked, and it was an angel. And then he touched me um, in the middle of my forehead. And as soon as he touched my forehead, bam, I knew what to start writing, drawing, and putting on those maps. And I began to do that. Oh, praise so they can God. Instruct us. That's something you can do in your prayer time. Um, and also, um, you know, they may look male or female. Um, I've seen them look many different ways. Some of them have, you know, have looked more like a lion or on fire or just almost, you know, like a creature, not human, so to speak. Um, but ways that people can connect with me is mostly through Facebook. You can mostly through Facebook. I have published some articles. If you want to go to WordPress.com, um, you can go to JesusRainsBlog.WordPress.com. That's my uh, website, Jesus rain.wordpress.com um, and you can also find that under my Facebook at the right under the featured photos it'll have my uh, two web addresses I have two of them on there but they're basically both of them are WordPress but most of the time you can just find me on Facebook um, doing the live videos or at the prayer house here um, you can connect with me uh, in the it's Greenville County but it's in um, between Belton and Simpsonville and I usually, uh, right now, because it, you know, has met in my home, I don't just openly give out that address. I wait till people private message and say they're on their way. <laughs> um, <but laughs> gotcha, is, gotcha. Is there um, anything else? Oh, I did want to okay. mention this. That uh-huh. a lot of times I see the spiritual battle that's going on in the spirit realm. I see the angels that I'm commanding with the scripture, that I'm giving them that scripture. And I will see them warring. And yet at the same time, when I begin to say more scripture and pray that out, God lets me know who to pray, what to pray, when to pray, where to pray. He just really does. The more we draw to him, and it shocked me when he started doing this because I'd always been praying what I call now maybe immature prayers. But still, God was listening. Mm -hmm. He's a good, good God. Um, and they'll be, I can tell, they'll turn their face towards me. They may be battling and doing something to keep the enemy pushed back off my porch, but they're still listening to see what, it's almost like whoever this is that I keep seeing, they're in charge of sending out more angels when I began to speak this scripture over different regions and territories. Amen. So our prayer, 
you know, what we, that scripture is powerful and it does not return void. And one thing, and one thing that um, Miles Monroe, um, you know, he did a teaching on angels as well. And he talked about the principalities, that there are angels that are um, demonic angels, of course, but there are principalities that has been assigned to different nations and different areas. And so That's just right. when you said that, I started thinking about that teaching that he did. When he talked about, you know, praying how God would give you prayers to pray um, in yes. relation to that principality to, to come against or to war against that principality. So that is just so powerful, and that's good for us to know that, that we don't have to just accept what's going on in our city or in our state or in our country or in our nation. We don't have to just accept that, but we can begin to petition the Lord. And and then when Daniel, we know when Daniel prayed, the word of God says that um, the angel told Daniel, you know, we heard your prayer. You know, God heard your prayer and answered it the first time you prayed. However, it was 21 days later when Daniel got his answer when the message came to him. So just because you may not see things moving as quickly as you would like to, as you had hoped to, never stop praying, never stop trusting, never stop believing, because it could be warfare going on in the heavenlies that you're not aware of, but God has, is sending the answer to you. That's right. Amen. And I want to encourage you listening audience, Get in tune with this woman of God. Stay connected. Stay close. She does some phenomenal um, Facebook Live um, videos um, as well. So you definitely want to stay close and stay connected. Um, and what I'm going to do right now, I do have one caller that we're going to um, have to come and, and share a comment or ask a question. Just hold one second, please, and we're going to bring that person on to. Hello. 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 And uh, I, I just wanted to uh, uh, just make a comment about uh, the you know when Tiffany's talking about commanding angels, uh, and I just want the, her thoughts uh, as to is it a legion of angels according to the word? Is it an army of angels? And also too when we talk about the principalities. Um, you know, because, you know, I do dispatch angels for the very same things that Tiffany was just sharing with us. But we got to be careful as far as principalities are concerned because if they have a legal right to stay there, we can war against them and bind them off of us, let's say. But we may not be able to move them out of the territory unless the Lord gives us permission to do so. Now, there's many times that, uh, because I see angels in the sky a lot riding the clouds and and I see the demonic as well, so I, you know, I just, you know, I command the angels uh, to war against and bind uh, the the demonic angels. Let's, let me say it that way, okay, to the abyss. All right. So I just wanted to have Tiffany share with us, if she could take just a very short time here, is how do you typically speak in terms of commanding them in the supernatural? Okay, one, like, like I said, one of the things I do is I don't ever go up against anything. I, I worship the Lord. I'm a worshiper. I'm a lover of God. And if God wants to notice the nation of Israel, to notice Canada, to notice some other place, and then he'll begin to show me things about what 
demonic entities are doing. And he'll show me different various levels. You know, he's shown me a lot of things with regards to, um, uh, say, the Gulf Coast area, uh, a lot about the United States or some about Israel and different things. Well, he'll, you know, I've, I've, I've been in, uh, when you start worshiping like that and then suddenly you're in a vision and an angel is standing, it looked like 100 miles away from you, but then he was huge. He threw me a fireball one day. I caught the fireball. And I just knew I was supposed to do something with it. And I knew when it got to me, I was going to hit three things. And the Lord told me, and he showed me, I was seeing down below me uh, three military bases. And I knew it was the spirit of ISIS. Um, I, he said, hit them. And I hit those three things just like I was told to do. And bam, it was over. Um a lot of times things like that will occur, and then other times I'll, he'll tell me to go get um, scripture. And I'm like, well, where do you want me to go? And then someone will message me out of the blue and say, Psalm 71 is on my heart, or Psalm 91 is on my heart, or have you read the book of John chapter so-and-so lately? And I said, well, thank you, Lord. That must be. And I go to it, and I'm like, wow, that's exactly what you want me to pray. And I'll just begin to pray that scripture back to the Lord um, and and sometimes I do directly command the angels to do something that I believe God is showing me to take down or to do. We bind things, like you said, in the atmosphere. Um, but if it's a person, like personal deliverance, which has, you know, that's a little bit different. I cast those things out for willing people. Um, but like you said, in the heavenlies, uh, we bind those things. I generally don't talk. You know, I don't, I don't walk around talking to demons or demonic principalities especially, you know, because we war against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spirits of wickedness. Um, we should never really have anything to do with the enemy without going through the Lord. Amen. He keeps us on fire. Um, and that's how to do warfare. We don't just decide I'm going to go into the spirit realm and start whacking on things unless you want to get whacked really hard. <laughs> I did that once, um, and I didn't know any better. Um, I'm okay. not sure if we have time to share this or not, but I went and sat on Daddy God's lap. I was worshiping him. I had been asked. I was given permission by a group of people to cover um, a bunch of different pastors that were at a Mississippi revival, and they were doing 10 to 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes uh, sermonettes, and there was like maybe 11 different pastors or 14, however many there were. And I was told to cover that atmosphere. I'm sure they had other people praying as well. Well, Normally, by this time, usually three days before an event, I would start seeing stuff. I saw nothing. Nothing. I got a text. I'm sitting on Daddy's lap, and I get a text, and it says, we can't feel your prayers. Usually, when people, you know, ask me to pray for something or over something, they say they see my face hanging in the atmosphere. And I'm like, you know, they're like, we can't feel your prayers. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I get off Daddy's lap because of what? A little bit of pride. I look back now, and that's really what it was because I felt like I needed to perform. Like I needed, you know, we're supposed to, I always tell people, don't do it unless Daddy shows you. Daddy wasn't showing me nothing. But I got off his lap, and I parted the glory cloud just a little bit to look over that atmosphere in Mississippi. And I saw, I saw some things that, and thankfully, God protected me. They did not see me, but they knew I was there. And they shot fire in my direction. It was not a direct hit. It was way away from me. In the natural, this is what happened, and I will, I tell people this is a warning. 
I got whacked by the enemy, and it wasn't even a direct hit. I believe if it had been a direct hit, it would have killed me. My eyes for five and a half months would swell out and shrink down, swell out and shrink down. You might think, well, why do they keep shrinking? Because I'd have people pray for me. I would go to prophets, major prophets, and say, lay your hands on me and pray for me. And it would subside for about three days and come right back. And, you know, I kept going to the Lord, and he basically let me know I had to let this happen so that when you're in serious situations, you will listen to me and not do foolish things. Uh, it was, oh you my know, goodness, it was and that is so, so important. Uh-huh. And he protected me. Wow, he that is, and it is so important. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is so important that we hear the Lord. Wow. That Thank you for being so transparent and sharing that because we can get, we can lose our focus and we can, like you just said, you got caught up for a moment in pride for a moment. They can, you know, yeah. hey, they're not feeling me. They're not seeing my face as people normally do. So you know what? You stepped out of, out of your position. But thank you for sharing that because that, that gives us a warning. You know, that's, that's a warning for us to know, stay in the right position, have the right heart, yeah. the right mindset as it relates to, you know, intercession, prayer, um, even in our personal relationship with the Lord, making sure that we have the right, attitude towards God at all times. Wow. Whew, what a night, what a night. My God, my God. Well, y'all, we've gone over just a little bit, but thank you all for staying and sticking and singing with us tonight as we're talking from the topic, the purpose of angels. It's been a powerful, profound uh, message tonight, and I know you're going to want to go back and listen to it over again, so I'm going to share it later on on my Facebook page. But I also want to invite you on February 3rd, I'm going to have our first Life on Purpose conference. It's called Operation Reset. You definitely want to be there. It's going to be here in Rock Hill, South Carolina at the Holiday Inn Express. Continue to watch my page and follow it closely as all of the um, information as well as how you can register to be a part is going to be on my social media page very soon. And I want to say to my sister, my friend, Thank you so much for being here tonight. You have truly blessed my socks off. You are such a jewel in the kingdom of God. Continue to allow the Lord to use you mightily for his glory and for his honor. Know that I love you and I appreciate you, woman of God. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you. Love you. And to our audience. Thank you for being here tonight, tuning in to Life on Purpose with Deborah Tule. It's been a pleasure to be your host on tonight. I want to say God bless you. Continue to walk with the Lord. Know that I love you. I thank God for all he's doing in your life. And you continue to go forth and do life and live your life on purpose. And, Tiffany, I have one other person that just clicked. Do you have a, another couple of minutes? Yes, I do. Yes. Okay, let's 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 bring this caller in. I hate not to entertain this caller. Call it the last four digits of your phone is sixty six. You're live on the broadcast right now. Um, welcome to Life on Purpose with Deborah Tulane. Praise God, this is Prophet Joshua Hawk. Wow, I don't okay, I don't know what's going on tonight, but that call dropped for some reason. So unfortunately, we won't be able to hear from that caller, but I'm going to release you all tonight. Minister Tiffany, will you pray with us as we um, close out tonight? 
Yes. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for Deborah Toulay. I thank you for the conference that's coming up. I thank you that your angels have surrounded her. They have surrounded that conference room and gone ahead to prepare that atmosphere. There's no time like the present to be doing it. It's uh, now. It may seem like, you know, hey, that's a whole nother month and a little bit away, but we know that to go out in advance is what the angels do. We send them out right now to prepare that atmosphere. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you already know who's going to be there, that you go and tenderize their hearts and every purpose and plan and plot and ploy that um, is all the enemy is brought down to the ground right now in the name of Jesus. Um, any uh, assignment that would prevent people from getting there is brought down. Any um, purpose that you have uh, that you've placed inside of Deborah that you have placed to happen that evening um, and the time of that conference, Lord God, that those purposes of yours are going to come to pass. They are not going to be denied. The people are not going to be denied your presence. You are going to show up in power and in all of your glory yes, and splendor. Yes. We thank you that the hungry, starving people come. They are like leaves that are dry, and they are going to be ignited on fire. We thank you for the yes, signs, miracles, yes. and wonders that will happen there that evening. We just thank you for that reset. Hey, we thank you right now that they are all getting that reset from you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord yes, Jesus. Father. Oh, glory, glory, glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey. Whoa, glory. Hey. Yes, God. Ooh. God, I bless you, God. I thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Thank you again, Minister Tiffany. God bless you, woman of God. The caller is back in. Give us one minute. If y'all can hang on, hang on another minute. Want to definitely give the gentleman um, at 4766 an opportunity to speak. Thank you for dialing back in. God bless you. Praise God. My phone got disconnected. But praise God for the message tonight about angels. And I also have seen some angels as well. And the Lord has been having me basically to start reading back up on angels and finding different scriptures in the Bible. And also I would like to piggyback on how she said how when her eyes started to swell up and everything, I can relate to that because one day I was praying for somebody and the Lord said, just tell her to shout hallelujah. That's all she needed to do. But I got distracted and she said that is a room in her house that she's afraid to go into. So I was like, well, I might as well do prayer warfare on that. So when I did that, I felt a power coming through my feet, and I couldn't lift my feet for like almost three days. And the Lord said the same thing. He said, you have to listen to me. Oh, wow. And and just like, wow. um, and after that, this was like two years ago. This is when I was really trying to understand this stuff. And then it was a, a, a person downstairs. She was about to, you know, I guess do cocaine. And the Lord sent me down there to tell her whatever she's about to do, don't do it. And I don't know it's cocaine. She told me later on when she cried and was like, she was, she was happy I said that. But I was like, it was the Lord. So I went down there and I was like, the Lord told me to tell you whatever you're about to do, don't do it. And then she just bust out crying. But she didn't tell me what it was because yeah. God don't tell us everything because we might get in his way. But they know exactly what they need. Yep, they know exactly what they need to stop. And sometimes we go get in God's way, so that's why he don't show us everything. But he give us that right word for them to understand. 
And if they don't understand it, what they can say, what you can say to them is, well, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you, and he will reveal it to them. So I went down there, and then the next week I saw her again, and she was sick. So I felt led to pray for her, but I heard the Holy Spirit say, don't touch her. But I got super high in anointing of God, and I just hit my hands on her head, and I was sick. When I, as soon as I left out of her house, I was sick for three days, and the Lord taught me another lesson. Now I learned my lesson when I go and preach on the street, when people be like, can you hold my hand when we pray? And I hear the Holy Spirit saying, don't touch them. So what I say to them is, we ain't even got to touch each other. The anointing is here. We could pray right now. Amen. Put your hands up. It's <laughs> a good answer. And yep. Yep. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing. Praise God. Praise God. But And, and this is this, these nuggets, y'all. I hope you're taking um, advantage of what the Holy Spirit is doing tonight. How the Holy Spirit is literally dropping nuggets in our ear gate right now to help us as we move forward in him. I am anticipating more than ever before. You know, there's been moments when I thought I've seen a glimpse of something, but to ever just really say that I saw the angel um, and, and, you know, this is just me. I think I've been a little bit um, intimidated about seeing, but now just being here with Minister Tiffany tonight and then also with the um, the other young man that was just speaking, it just makes you want to see, makes you more open to see what's going on in the supernatural realm. So thank you for sharing tonight. God bless you. God bless you, uh, woman of God, and, and also thank you, young man, that just shared. Thank you for being here tonight. But I'm going to release you all tonight and just remember that life isn't lived unless it's being lived on purpose. I love you, and i see you back here next week at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Life on Purpose with Deborah Chule broadcast. Make sure to connect with Minister Tiffany. Follow her. Listen in on her Facebook Live. God bless you. See you next week. Good night. Good night.